This episode of the Sketch Sounds podcast is with Stephen Clare, a singer-songwriter from Beacon, New York, where he is currently holed up, uh, maintaining his uh, music education work. And we talked a lot about that, his methods of teaching musicians of all uh, calibers, of all experience levels, uh, from children to adults, and uh, really interesting stuff. Um, His album... The Small Hours is number eight for him and uh, is out September 18th, following up on Strange Perfume that he released only last year, which is, uh, we talked about, I think it was fast. He he said it was a, a long process, and naturally it is, but... So yeah, how you doing, man? I'm I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These are special times, special times. 
Anyway, especially it's, time putting out a record. Yeah, I was gonna ask about that. <laughs> you uh so you finished recording just before it hit yeah. the fan, huh? It was literally recorded in January and February. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> and you did it quick too, thinking, oh, we're gonna quick. crank this out. <laughs> well, I mean, we did it quick just because that was the nature of the kind of thing I was after, really. Yeah. Um we weren't anticipating the end of the world. Um, <laughs> Uh, but I love the record so much that I didn't want to sit around and wait because who knows when you're waiting until yeah did you have a later date in mind initially later than September I I, who knows I mean everything (laughs) changed everything turned upside down yeah it's it's bizarre how many things just got swept under the rug well just thrown out the window really like totally music wise yeah yeah Yeah. i was supposed to cover a festival and no no i'm a photographer though and i uh cover a lot of shows so i'm out of work and uh yeah i was supposed to cover a a festival in in boise um in Mm. march and that was quickly canceled wow they saw it you know they didn't wait too long either. It looks like they probably like they tried to hang on like everyone else. Even Coachella gave right. it a shot. Yeah, oh, I was I was still so determined to go to South by, you know, uh. like a week before, <laughs> but then it just it just crumbled, crumbled yeah. before our eyes. <laughs> Did you think it was the plague too, or <laughs> was that just not everybody? I think it's the plague now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean it is. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's scary to think that we're, I was thinking two months tops, you know. Yeah. Right. I mean, with, right. with no I, real. We joke about that now, that moment when I like, when it all first started, we were just like bracing ourselves and trying to fill up our time because we just needed to make it through to like April. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was uh, the early estimate. We're like, yeah, I think we could do that. Uh, I got enough toilet paper. I got enough. Yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Yeah. Were you uh were you in Beacon at the time? You're yeah. you you live in Beacon, yeah? I live in Beacon, yeah. Okay. I was looking it up. It's a it's a small town. It's so beautiful. It I've is never it is all that. Yeah. It's actually a small city, you know. It's like a it's a city of fourteen thousand people. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It's a city for sure. <laughs> um, yeah. but it is small. Yeah. So, it looks like just all that, tr- all those trees. It's just yeah. one of those idyllic yeah. places. It's idyllic in that it's, it's only an hour north of the city. Mm-hmm. You know, so the city is like, easy to get to. That's mm-hmm. a big reason why, so many of us, like Brooklyn expats, ended up here. Is that it's <laughs> easy to, get to this city, and it's um, geographically Beacon Beacon, can't sprawl or get any bigger. Because it's like bound by a mountain on one side and a river on the other side. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I'm I'm all about the uh, the small, you know, not insane size. Like, I, I'm an hour outside of L.A., for example, yeah. and yeah. it's it's pretty good. It's pretty, you know, traffic is terrible, but you know, I'm right next to L.A. and I don't have to actually live there. You know. Yeah. I love L.A. <laughs> oh, great town. It's just you know it's it's stacked it is <laughs> so do you have another one in you <laughs> another album in you uh in the in the short amount of or the long amount of quarantine did you write a whole i mean have i been writing furiously? yeah <laughs> uh 
Oh, there are, there will definitely be another. But um, you know, this one isn't even out the door yet. So yeah, um, yeah. So you do you recorded soon after, soon after your first, not your first, your last. Oh, it, was that was this yeah, a sequential process? Like, why are you following up a record? You know, a year later. You know, <laughs> barely a year later. I hadn't even thought of it that way. You know. Yeah. I, I'd. I'd written this batch of songs in the second half of last year. Um, all the touring and gigs we did in support of that record, even though the record had the larger band on it, <clears throat> most of the shows we played were as a trio. Mm -hmm. And it just got to the point where the trio was feeling so, so good. I was like, I want to record these songs now with this trio. Nice. <laughs> that's what okay. I did. Okay. I really wanted to capture what you know just the miles we had put on as a trio in a short amount of time yeah um, and just i'm always i've always been a huge fan of trios anyway mm -hmm. and um all the all the room there is you know um and especially once it becomes pretty well oiled yeah. you know for the players and everybody knows or can intuit what one another is going to do mm -hmm. um, it's you can create all kinds of i don't know amazing drama you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah in it in its minimalism there's so much uh like you said room <laughs> room yeah. to move yeah 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 and i really asked these guys uh daria and aaron the bass player and drummer i asked them um when we went into the studio to record the basic tracks i said play it as if i'm not going to do any overdubs you know play mm. just you know throw it down yeah <laughs> you know and they did and they did and that's kind of that that's really the energy i wanted to have on this record with this stuff mm -hmm. yeah and it sounds like such a almost like a wall of sound you know it's it's uh it's so deep in mm -hmm. it, it makes me just wonder oh oh it's just three wow right. yeah. you know it's yeah. it's yeah. that sound again you know it's and it's it's beautiful it's it's what i hear a lot in not musically, obviously very different, uh, but in, in post-punk where they just, where it's like three people are just right. taking over a building, right. you know. Right. Filling up the room. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you like those uh, larger venues, the 2000 caps? You, do you prefer the small ones? Hmm. Given the sound um, of the small hours, I feel like this would be perfect in like... 800 people you know like no more than that i just want yeah, to be that we close we love small rooms <laughs> and we love small stages like we love to be on top of each other you mm. know in a space <laughs> <laughs> just like squeezed in right there on stage <laughs> that's awesome uh what are your favorite venues to have you what was the last time you played in la i played um hotel cafe last fall okay yeah Cool. That's a yeah. That's, I still haven't been there. It's like a pretty small place, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Super intimate. That's awesome. Yeah, that's one of those places that just I've missed every you know for whatever reason. Yeah. It's a yeah. great place. I started playing there so many years ago. Like it wasn't very old. Um, I had met a guy. You know Gary Jules. Yeah. Yeah. He was very much in the hotel cafe universe. I I think instrumental in. in mm -hmm in it early on and he was playing a bunch of shows over uh, at this place called fez 
um, in New York downtown. And uh, I played shows. I played a lot of shows there, and we played some shows together. And he's the one who turned me on to Hotel Cafe. Oh, we, cool. Before it expanded, because it was just like this one narrow room. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Oh, nice. And that's fun. Like, I didn't bring my trio or this rhythm section out there. I used a rhythm section from out from L.A. Mm -hmm. um, when I played that show. And I, I'll do that when I go to certain markets when it's not feasible to, like, bring a band. Yeah, yeah. How does that work out for you? Is it? It ends up being great, you know? Yeah. You know, yeah. And enough places I go back to often enough that it's almost like I have a band in that other town, you know, or in there. Yeah. Town. You, you just set it up. You just yeah. plug right in and yeah, they already know the songs and mm -hmm. played the songs. What was the last show you played um, at all? Well, we've played two outdoor shows in the last couple of months. Mm -hmm. So we have played. Yeah. <laughs> Did that feel weird? It's weird. Yeah. yeah. Also, because I'm super cautious. I've been super cautious through this whole thing for mm -hmm. whatever. It's my take on it. Mm. Um, uh, but this was like a place out in the Catskills in the middle of nowhere, really, that we've you know played for a while. Um, and they started doing outdoor shows and in this big open space. Oh, cool. Everybody's felt, like six feet apart. Felt okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's just we needed, we needed, I needed to just play in front of people. Yeah. I, I did two live streamed performances, you know? Uh huh. And it's, I don't want to do them and I don't even want to <laughs> watch them. I don't want to watch them. It's, you know? Yeah. It was cool for a hot minute. Um, in the, in the quick, improvising of uh of yeah. shows yeah. of like redoing shows yeah, yeah. How, do we, how do we do this differently yeah i've seen a lot of clubs doing it too and i always thought that right. was right right strange it was like sanctioned by a club like mm. rockwood music hall in the city where it was like it was my live stream from here but it was through their instagram and facebook pages right right so it was like they were presenting it yeah so that was cool for like a minute, right? For me, yeah. yeah. Even like even artists that I love, I don't really feel compelled to like watch them on my laptop. Mm -hmm. like, can I just go big, to the show? Yeah, there's a big disconnect with our experience viewing performance on our computers or our yeah. phones. You know, like we're we're used to that already. You know, mm -hmm. like just through documented live footage on YouTube or whatever. So it only feels so real, you know, mm -hmm. when you're watching something. I think it feels like a little bit of just a little relief to take the edge off just to see somebody playing right. something right. or right. like at this point is just let's move on. Let's find, let's find another way. Right. 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 I'm actually about to launch a little mini campaign before the record comes out, which is in about a month. Mm -hmm. So, um, it's my it's my sort of antidote antidote to the live stream show is I'm gonna offer up one on one concerts over Zoom. Cool. And charge by like the minute or something. Yeah. <laughs> buy a fifteen minute buck and we'll we'll chat. You can ask me what's you know, ask me about the songs, you know. Um you can pick the songs. Yeah. That oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. How long how long do you think you can uh, last per session? I don't know. 
<laughs> I guess depends what they're willing to pay. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine there's somebody going to be like, all right, give me four hours right um, now. Do you have it in you? No breaks. <laughs> turn into a therapy session. <laughs> For sure. What better way too? you know, <laughs> to get the demons out. <laughs> I miss shows. I can't imagine. I miss going to shows. Yeah. I'm not a musician. All of it. Yeah. 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 I can't imagine. Especially now being we've gone through the, the summer, you know, the warm weather months, you know, not having gone to or played much in the way of outdoor shows. Yeah. We uh, missed we, uh, the good here time in the northeast. Here. In the northeast here, we covet those, you know, outdoor shows. Yeah, we're kind of just starting to brace ourselves for the fact that like days are going to get shorter and it's going to get colder, you know, in a couple months. And, yeah. yeah, and you have real weather in your part of we town, do. right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or your part of the state. Yeah, I'm in Rancho Cucamonga. It's yeah, it's hot all year, right? Right now, in particular. Yeah. So it's like the the outdoor shows, of course, are are gone. There have been people doing uh, a lot of um, kind of like underground punk shows at at houses around LA. Yeah. I've been yeah. noticing a few of those, and yeah. so tempted, you know, <laughs> to just right. like if I wear my mask, will it be okay? You know, like I won't even I won't even drink. I won't even like yeah. need a reason to take it off. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. It's um yeah, it's just getting maddening. You know, it's it's been. Right. To say the least, how was um, how's Beacon handling it? How how did uh, how did Beacon handle it in the beginning? Really great. Um, it's a, it's a really together community here, um, and I'm sure you're aware of like how how vigilant New Yorkers became, you know, mm. pretty quickly. You know, New York did an amazing job of turning it around, mm -hmm. the whole state, you know, city included. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so people, for the most part, have been taking social distancing and mask wearing pretty seriously. Here. Mm -hmm. I think that's how we managed to, like, really get the numbers way, way down. Yeah, you, you were able to flatten your curve and everybody yeah. cooperated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People are on board <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for the most part. Hey, oh, we get to stay in while it's cold? Great. <laughs> Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. It's a funny thing about musicians. It's like in the beginning, you hear like I I feel like I was hearing a lot of musicians kind of like wondering what to do with themselves because they're used to being out, you know, traveling mm. on the road playing shows. But then enough time goes by, and they all remember how much they like to just be home alone. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I learned that about myself too. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, oh, this is actually fine, you know. Uh, right. I don't need to go out. Yeah. Spend have time to listen to records. Yeah, exactly. Going back to the old ones and going back to the ones you haven't maybe never got around to. Like, um, I was getting back in like Zappa records I hadn't heard in a long time, and this band called the Fibonacci's uh, that I was just soaking in for a while. Um, yeah did you go did you go back to the classics or did you go uh were you too busy recording in the or no 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 you were done i'm sorry um yeah did you go back to the classics in that case or find new stuff i feel like my listening is all over the map mm. in that short time in say like march or did did your listening habits change at all that's a actually a better question no mm, i don't think so 
Um, I'm always listening and always listening pretty deeply to all kinds of things. I, uh, you know, when I'm not being a rock star, <laughs> <laughs> you know, when I'm not making music, I, uh, I teach and I teach songwriting classes and, uh, it's something I love like crazy. Cause I'm uh -huh. just, I, I'm a pretty diligent and busy songwriter, you know, <laughs> um, I, I, I'm kind of addicted to just to songwriting. Um, I love it. Um, mm -hmm. and I've had, I've had a lot of success teaching, um, songwriting to both adults and kids. And, uh, and I moved all of that online you know, mm. starting in the spring. And uh, it turns out that it's like, it's almost better suited for Zoom than real life. No kidding. Yeah, because there's something, there's something like the playing field is leveled, you know, and the way I run the class, mm -hmm. um, I give these convoluted, crazy songwriting assignments, <laughs> like layers of rules. Mm -hmm. um, and they're not crazy, but, um, and then they have to turn in, you know, in a week they have to write a song and, and in that week they have to like send me the lyrics. They have to email me the lyrics and email me a very basic recording, like mm -hmm. playing piano and accompanying themselves or guitar and whatever they play mm -hmm. and singing the song, you know, like just like a voice memo quality recording. Uh -huh. And then, so I collect that from everybody in the class and then during the class, I'm able to like put lyrics up on the screen, you know, for everyone to see, roll a person's song, then we talk about it, and then we just go on to the next person. Oh, it's, cool. It's actually really nice. You know, people yeah. are comfortable. They're in their own safe space. Yeah. <laughs> um, and everybody kind of gets the same treatment. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, wow. That sounds, uh, that sounds like a and refreshing that, take. And it's been, teaching those classes has been like a silver lining for me. Uh-huh. Um, cause it, it takes a certain amount of time or I spend a certain amount of time coming up with my weekly, you know, prompts that I give them. And that's a lot of fun. Cause I go down all these rabbit holes, you know, yeah, thinking about different kinds of music or trends or themes to write about, or, you know, mm -hmm. is that a, I think it makes me a better songwriter, you know, too. Right. It keeps you on your toes, right. Yeah. In the process of teaching other people. Yeah. Um, Oh, sorry, I lost my Oh, and the other thing that taking it online did, I wasn't even thinking of it, is it opened it up to, like, people anywhere. Yeah. So I wasn't just people teaching people who live here. You know? Right, right. All of a sudden, I had people signing up for my class from Minnesota or Maryland or wherever. Cool. You expanded your market just instantly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I hear like mixed messages. I have some teacher friends who uh, who uh, get on Zoom and it's, you know, they either love it or it's got its issues and they don't like it or whatever it is. So that's that's really nice to hear that at least for yeah. on the on the music education, it's it's working. Yeah. 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 How do you um, how do you choose the the weekly assignments? Do you um, do you go by? Just do you just pick somebody at random, like to, to, I guess, reference. Um. No, no. I mean, it's more. 
it's more thematic, you know. I gave, uh, what was this assignment? This last assignment I gave to this. And also, like, if a class goes on for eight weeks, which it usually does, as we get into it, I get to know the people in the class and mm -hmm. get a sense of, like, you know, conversations might suggest something in the back of my mind, like, oh, they might they might need to go over here, you know, or like think about this or work on melody in a certain way or, you know, just I might give them like. Oh, so a couple of weeks ago, I, for example, yeah. <laughs> um, I had them, I gave them this whole selection of like cowboy music, huh. like Western, like not like country music, but like from the plains, like like 19th century and early, early 20th century stuff, stuff that you find in like the Smithsonian oh, okay. website. Um, and like I had them listen to all these kinds of songs that um, were written by people who weren't necessarily songwriters. They were like cattle ranchers or, you know, um, yeah. but they, to pass the time, they would make up songs, you know, just about what they were experiencing or what. Yeah. They were. Um, and we talked about the forms of those songs and um, so I, I might like give them a bunch of stuff like that to listen to and I'll make them a playlist. But then in addition, so that'll be like one layer and then another layer will be like, cause like somebody was having trouble coming up with interesting melodies. Mm -hmm. All of the melodies were kind of the same. So I just like a little nudge, like I said, okay. And in this assignment, all of your verses, have to start with a melody line that moves up you know just yeah. that little thing like it has to be like three consecutive um notes ascending and mm. then i said and your choruses have to start with three descending notes you know interesting just cool. to set them up to like go somewhere they where they wouldn't have yeah and then to top it off <laughs> then to top it off and i told them they had to write this cowboy quote unquote song um with that melodic rule and it had to be about the big lebowski <laughs> nice so, all right you're so really getting them on their toes getting them on their toes but also like the thing that i've discovered in teaching songwriting to people and really opening a door for them <laughs> is uh and for myself as a songwriter um is if you if you limit options you know then mm. it's much easier to get started yeah if you're if it's if the sky is the limit and you have a blank page that blank page is going to stare you down yeah yeah unless you're waiting for like divine inspiration <laughs> which never comes it's always <laughs> it always has to be this crazy so, moment so as cockamamie as that layer of rule sounds they wrote great stuff you yeah know, because of that and it didn't really matter if they wrote about the big lebowski i just wanted to put them somewhere you know yeah have them think of something yeah I, that, anyway. that's awesome <laughs> so i have a blast coming yeah up. <laughs> uh so who's uh in your process of doing this and, and then going back and listening to old records like whose songwriting gets progressively um i guess more interesting who's who's standing the test of time for you 
who keeps who gets better with age. Well, I would say John Prine did. Mm. Um, and he was so good to begin with. Mm -hmm. But he really just just got richer and deeper and more and more eloquent and concise and mind-blowing, mm. <laughs> you know, in a, in, a, in a narrative sense, you know, in his lyrics. Um, you know, as does Tom Waits in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm a big fan of. Um, I think people who are willing also, I think people who are willing to like let their sound change mm -hmm. you know, and evolve and not have to live up to what they did before. Um, I think that's a healthier way to be at this or a more honest way to be at this. Do mm -hmm. you feel like that's uh, is that a lost quality in recent releases? Not, not your recent there are so releases. Many releases. There's so, <laughs> so much music today. Yeah. It's, um, so it's so hard things. to keep up. It, it, it's, it's insane. Yeah. And then I think it's true for everybody who's a fan of somebody. The artist that you're a fan of, you always cut them a break. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. they've made a few great albums and then they make an album where none of the songs really grab you. Mm -hmm. You're still going to be there for them when the next album comes out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You'll give it another shot for sure. <laughs> who have you stuck with throughout the years? Who, um, who lets you down like every other record, but you yeah. still stick around. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that anybody lets me down. You know, who's, you know who's like, um, Nick Cave, I think he keeps evolving. Yeah, he's uh, and he's got more vocal lately. Yeah. Like, wow, I haven't, I haven't heard from him in forever. And then, you know, all of a sudden he's in the news. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh, he's changing a lot too. He's interesting. I like the, the progression that, his style has, has taken since yeah. the birthday party. Not just his style, but like the. The entire genre, like everything yeah. changed so yeah. much. The whole arc of what he's done. It's mm -hmm. cool. And he's just this iconic, right. you know, figure for so like, many things, you know? Yeah. I was going to ask you about um, this, speaking of thematic uh, teaching style, uh, your record, The Small Hours, is it reads, it, it, it reads, it listens like, journal entries but from you know pages almost out of order you have so many things to say so many stories that uh i don't know i was trying to find a, a pattern and you know and, you know they're there but um yeah i i thought it was really I interesting that i was having a pattern i think um, <laughs> yeah that, i mean when i looked at this group of songs I was like, I kind of thought, 
wow, these songs are all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's kind of, that's often been my feeling with my records, you know, mm. I don't, I don't tend to write like cohesive records, you know, mm -hmm. I just write songs and these songs all kind of grew up together, you know, Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of how I see them. Like they, um, but yeah, they're, they're kind of, you know, they're all, they're all inherently my voice, you know, right. Um, in the, in, in the, in the way the stories are told or whatever. Um, but yeah, I don't like to, I don't like to pin myself to particular styles or I like to play around and experiment. Like, you know, Dorothy is a bossa nova and I'd never mm -hmm. written bossa nova before. And, you know, it's, I don't tend to like, flaunt jazzy chords in a lot of my recorded stuff and yeah. you know that stuff that song and another song go there a little bit you know um while some of it has a punk rock vibe you know some of it has like i don't know a that sort of i don't know whatever it is that post-punk pop garage thing you know yeah that um uh, that for it's a force you know it's uh <laughs> <laughs> and that's also why i think the 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 variety of songs i felt like made me all the more compelled to record the songs with this trio and with mm. this sound because i thought well that'll that'll help tied all together you know right, right. The sound of this band you know and it's that telecaster sound you know and those drum sounds and that bass sound and those backing vocals sound mm -hmm. you yeah you're 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 never lost with uh seeing where it came from right you know it almost felt like and i was trying speaking of um not really having a, a specific theme i was trying to find out is this just a really quick sequence uh sequel of the last record or is it you know or did you just crank out more songs and you wanted to you know get them on um get them on tape i wouldn't no i wouldn't call it quick at all um because i actually think there's a lot more depth to these songs mm -hmm. than that last record um i just really i I just really had my nose to the grindstone writing writing last year and mm -hmm. this is this is some of what came out of it mm -hmm. um, and i was just kind of psyched about it i think it might have been the force of that record you know inspired me yeah you know. and it kept you going yeah yeah it kept the process going yeah yeah, yeah. it, it sounded wanna, made me want to just keep everything aloft you know yeah buoyant and keep the ball in the air and you know because you know when you're a lifelong emerging artist <laughs> um, and you know forever independent um you kind of have to be present you know yeah um to to not sink back to the bottom you know so mm. 
And what I was, was your excited about the song? So I was like, why not? Let's do this. I know how I want to do it. It's going to be really efficient. Um, mm -hmm. The way we record this, and I know exactly what I want to do. Yeah, and the process is fresh in your mind, right? It's yeah, it just happened. Well, a year before, but right. again, that seems like such a short amount of time. And I don't play, but yeah, that's that feels so quick. So and in a you know in a yeah. absolutely positive way. Well, if I keep doing it every year, then maybe people won't think it's so quick. <laughs> <laughs> well, then we'll just be used to it, you know, and then right. we'll be expecting it now every year instead of, you know, right. Right. three or five or however long it takes. Right. On average, anyway. Right. Um, where did you think, what, what was your direction in the beginning when you first started playing? Uh, so you first recorded in your first, first recording. Ever? <laughs> yeah, your uh, first ever recordings. How did you feel about your direction, your musical direction, let's say? It's, it's a funny thing to think about. Um, because <coughs> um, this is like my eighth full-length album. Mm -hmm. um, but, but this truth that I was saying about like the songs being kind of a, a broad spectrum. I was very aware of that with the very first solo album, which was called Altoona hotel. And, you know, friends of mine and I way back then used to like kind of sit around and try to make sense of ourselves because we always, felt like we were too folk for the rock clubs and too rock for the folk clubs mm, you mm -hmm. know and and that was something i was always trying to overcome because <laughs> um, i'd have these like sweet kind of like singer songwriter songs next to punk rock songs mm. you know on the same cd yeah and uh and i used to so actually that's a good time to ask this question with this record because I used to see that as a problem. Mm -hmm. And I think with this record, as I was saying just now, like when I went in, knowing the the range of these songs, like where they come from or um, style of them, um, I was like, I know exactly what I'm going to do. You know, I'm going to record it with this trio and yeah. it's going to all hold together because of that. And I'm going to, I'm going to own it, not rather than worry about it, you know? Mm. So interesting. Yeah. So which venues uh, in those times like took the chance and were just like, okay, the, the folk say the folk venue was like, no, 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 we'll, 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 we'll book you. Let's do this or vice versa. Um, well, that's a, f well, quickly, you know, for economic reasons, for most of my career doing this, I was a touring solo guy, mm -hmm. you know, just cause I couldn't afford to be out there with a band. So I yeah. would go out and open up for a lot of singer songwriter types, you know? Yeah. And then ended up going back to those venues on my own. So I've probably spent more time doing that, but I was like the, the acoustic singer songwriter who did not fit in the folk club. I was like the acoustic singer songwriter made more sense in the quasi rock club right right 
Oh, that's cool. That seems like an interesting position to be in. Like you said, you thought it was a problem and realized it. It's not right. 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 Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's interesting. What's your favorite uh, venue in Beacon? Do you have venues? <laughs> um, we've got a few now. We didn't um, a few years ago. Um, we now have like a few places to play. I mean, like neighborhood bars, you know, mm -hmm. with, with a stage. Um, so, yeah, but, you know, they do a decent job. And what's interesting is like, I've been here a little over a decade. Um, uh, it's kind of like a little music scene and um, like the, getting one and two and then three places to play kind of coincided with the growth of like or the appearance of more bands and musicians here yeah you know that's good a nice progress right yeah or move upward yeah you brought up dorothy earlier and uh you had me thinking of it seems like a more common occurrence of just sitting you know or just standing you know toward the back with your phone just oh, kind of right. you know maybe you got your fill from the front and now you're just standing by the bar and you know just on your phone yeah um, the opening of that song yeah yeah <laughs> i feel like um plus that one got me that one really got me first off first off it was a sharp turn from <laughs> uh, before, right? yeah yeah <laughs> it was a sharp turn uh, from the first two and and uh and then you said like, yeah, as a bossa nova. So I just felt like I was in this little smoky bar right. on my phone, just like, yeah. you know, just kind of yeah. getting shifty and, right. <laughs> you know, what's going right. on. Sitting at the bar yeah. on your phone, you don't recognize anybody else in the bar. You know? Yeah. I feel like, I, I feel like that one I related to the most <laughs> and the same thing. It's like, yeah, you know, meeting somebody or like that whole you know, <laughs> that whole issue, especially when you meet somebody, you know, when you're alone at a bar, right. just on your phone looking like, oh, I'd rather be talking to somebody right now, you know? You know oh, the phone. Kind of keeps us all trapped. And now it, and now it warns us, you know, with, uh, <laughs> with your weekly usage has gone up or it's gone down and... <laughs> You've been on Instagram for <laughs> yeah <laughs> for three hours, huh? All right, <laughs> you got nothing else going on? <laughs> it's like, no, sorry, I'm at a show, and uh, yeah. <laughs> oh man, so what have you been listening to lately? What's been on repeat? Oh man, if you could pick two artists, all right, I uh. You know this guy Kyle Kraft? No. I don't think so. Port he lives in Portland, Oregon now. Um, I think he was raised in Louisiana. He's youngish, like maybe, I don't know, maybe he's 30 now. But youngish, like he's already got like three, or three records out on Sub Pop. Mm -hmm. And I discovered him in a really bizarre way and that like, I was looking at myself on Spotify <laughs> and, and I noticed, you know, down at the bottom, it says 
um, fans also listen to. Yeah, yeah. You know, and he was one of these artists. And I started listening to him and I was knocked out. Damn. That's He's cool to get the Crazy range. Like he he can sing really high. His songs are really well written. His lyrics are great. Um he's just he just lays it down. He, mm-hmm. Um you know, it's pretty like rave up rock and roll. Um and I've I've been digging it. Nice. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> That's a whole rabbit hole in itself too that your fans also or these fans of this artist right. I mean, also how listen can to. You not be curious about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you start scrolling through like who else do my fans listen right. to? Right. Yeah. <laughs> like how how different is that is their taste, you know, yeah. from yeah. from uh from your records. Right. Yeah. How dare they listen to that? <laughs> <laughs> it's so different. It's so, hmm. Oh, but damn it, it's good. Yeah. <laughs> I've been listening to uh, this band called Lawn out of Louisiana, this three-piece, uh, this post-punk band. And it's, you know, those really chirpy guitars and kind of like mm-hmm. almost di- discordant, Mm-hmm. vocals you know really interesting stuff uh and they just got me yesterday i was just <laughs> yeah i i just stumbled upon them like youtube is pretty good about i think uh if you've listened oh. to more than five hours <laughs> at a time like it starts <laughs> to really learn you you know <laughs> it learns you yeah and it turned me onto this one i was like oh wow i uh i would have missed that if i had you know right. if i turn off the computer like i should have yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those. Yeah, if you had had something else to do. Mm-hmm. Exactly. If only, if only I had less music to listen to. Right. <laughs> Possible. Yeah. Did you ever listen to? Uh, were you ever a fan of Morphine? Oh my God! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like one of my favorite three pieces ever. <laughs> well, I had a baritone sax player playing in the band up until this record mm. um, i mean that's just a, such an awesomely massive sound mm-hmm. that, that instrument yeah it 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 speaks its own language almost it's it totally it's beautiful it, it kind of owns the room you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> and that you know in that band in morphine you know and you've got bass and baritone sax going on yeah <laughs> and that two-string bass that he had too yeah yeah incredible totally yeah well i don't want to take up too much of your time man but um thank you so much for doing this yeah thanks for having this is a lot of fun i forgot to ask i'm sorry how long have you been doing this podcast uh i've been doing it for a little over a year um actually i might be coming up on two years so this will be episode 40 Uh i've been just doing them as i can you know scheduling when i can and that's and not whatnot. necessarily every week or something like that yeah yeah that was an ambitious goal in the beginning right. and I, I thought it was going to work out i was like oh i I've could do that. that no I've problem seen that happen with various podcasts <laughs> <laughs> so now it's like eh, once a month maybe twice a month mm-hmm. yeah it's just fun whenever i can do it I, I i love doing it so i used to write for uh, a couple of just online outlets and 
and doing interviews with artists. It's like 10, 15 minutes. It's, you don't get enough, you know, out of these, it's just like quick questionnaires. So I thought I'm going to get a mic. I'm going to get some equipment and put this thing together. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. How do you know, uh, how long have you known Jen? Uh, she worked on my last record and she's working on this record. Mm. Helping out. Oh, so you've, um, you've only fairly recently met. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. She was on the podcast too, actually. I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> <As I scrolled. laughs> mm. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. They're, they're a great band too. I, uh-huh. I'd love to see you both on a bill. Oh yeah. When this cool. madness is over, come play the bootleg theater or let's do it. Even Moroccan lounge. You would love Moroccan lounge if you haven't been there. Oh, yeah. Where, what, where it's in a, in a LA it's in East LA, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like a maybe 300 person uh-huh. uh, space. And then there's, you know, a bar on one end. It's really cool. And you guys would just, you guys fill the room. All of you. Yeah. One day after this, after this madness. I'll meet you there. You bring <laughs> oh, Absolutely. I can't wait to get back into, into yeah. the pit for shows or for, for photos. Yeah. And uh, how can we find you, man? I looked up Stephen Claire on uh, Instagram and I got like this sort of blank page. So I wanted to make sure I get the wow. right one. If that wasn't the right one. Yeah. Um, well, all those links are on my website, hmm. um, stephenclair.com. Uh, my Instagram moniker is H-E-R-R, Claire, hair Claire. Ah, perfect. Cool. Well, you'll be yeah. tagging a bunch of stuff now. So On all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Expect tags. Okay. <laughs> well, thanks again, man. Yeah, pleasure. Likewise. And, um, oh yeah. And just, uh, if you could send me that copy whenever you, uh, whenever you can. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And I'll just, I'll stitch it all together. Okay. Hopefully it'll. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been helping for sure. Oh yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. Thanks again, man. Take care. You too. See you.